0: Hi, I'm Susan, and this is Diane, and this is When Autumn Comes. Look, life sometimes just looks different than we thought it would. This is a podcast for mamas and for people who love them, whose lives were flipped upside down as a doctor looked into our eyes and explained our child's prognosis, or for the mamas who get very little sleep as they face symptoms and behaviors that just aren't typical for other children. This is a place where we can take on this journey together because we know that this can be a sad, lonely, misunderstood path. But we also know that as colder temperatures and darker days begin to appear, so do the golden leaves and beautiful sunsets of autumn. We know that life comes in seasons. We know that in our world, 24 hours can hold so much change that it feels like four seasons in one day. We are here to let you share your story, let you laugh and let you cry, let you learn and let you grow together with other mothers when autumn comes. When Diana and I got together back in October, it was really great because we we got to record together in person. And we did mostly record funny 4 a.m.s. But we did try to record a series episode. And that's the one you're about to listen to. We spend some time talking about the unexpected gratitude we have for this weird and unexpected journey that we are all on together. We talk about perspective and friendships and slowing down and being present. We talk about inclusion. We talk about the experiences and opportunities that we have all had because of this life unexpectedly, we had to record outside. Not really unexpectedly. We knew we were going to have to record outside. So this is my warning to you. We recorded outside because Diane could only go in my house if she was wearing an N95 because, you know, Benji. You're going to hear some horns beeping, some cars zooming. Um, At one point, there was a massive rainstorm. I tried to edit that out the best that I could, though. Just a reminder that we are not professional podcasters, and if we were we'd find a way to record with N95s on inside so you wouldn't hear all the craziness. This is kind of an uncut version of what a podcast should sound like. And, you know, we did the best we could. We will resume recording online from this point forward. And we thank you guys for all of your patience. Now, welcome to when autumn comes and all of the things we are grateful for. Welcome back to When Autumn Comes. This it is, is actually autumn. It is autumn. We are recording in person because we're trying to, like, make the most of Diane's
1: visit. And This is number three we've recorded. A,
0: and had we recorded our conversations all weekend, we would have had so much content.
1: You know, we should just keep these mics in our back We pocket. should
0: become... This is going to sway into another 4 a.m., isn't it? <laughs> we should... Do you remember that... Um, E-True Life Where they like Follow people around oh, yes. We should have had people Follow us around Recording us yes. All weekend
1: That would have been A good idea We could be like The Kardashians Next time Except cooler Exactly Not as many Okay
0: so Today It is Thanksgiving And I have to describe The setting for you Since we are in person We are sipping Cheers Cheers Clink Clink um, We are sipping Spiced Spiked Apple, apple cider, cider.
1: With jack daniels it's so good i don't know if i've had i was trying to figure out what we usually mix ours with but it's really I, good yeah do jack daniels we have our festive
0: ombre gold orange matching hoodies <laughs> off we have a wicker lit up Money. pumpkin because we're trying to set the mood because this episode is going to be the week before thanksgiving happy thanksgiving happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> What we want to talk about today is, you know, so often on these episodes, we talk about how hard things are because they are hard, Mm -hmm. like they are hard. But today we want to talk about the unexpected joys and the unexpected things that we are grateful for from this weird upside down, beautiful version of parenthood that we all landed in.
1: Amen. So, and I, I first off. Maybe we want to preface this with I know that some of you may be in the hard, hard, yes. hard. So don't take this as we are diminishing your hard or that we're not sitting with you there. We are
0: also in hard, gross. I mean, like in it for me, it just like some days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I am dealing with Benji who is slowly picking up signs of mito progression and Lorelai, who passed at this point when this airs, it'll be four months, but this week it's three months ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, like,
1: this whole journey, even on your good days, Mm -hmm. is still dark. But, so if you can't see this yet, pin this episode or save it, download it, whatever, and listen to it and know that we're sitting with you there, but we're hoping also and praying that you're also going to see at some point when you're ready the unexpected joys that come and with it.
0: i think we should add before we really dig into this too is that you and i sat here for a few minutes thinking like, what are these things i feel like i have to force myself to try to find the joy mm-hmm. and try to find the things not every day like some days it is easy to go well that brought me yeah like i'm so thankful for xyz But I would say two-thirds of the time, I have to, like, wake up and go, okay, what am I thankful for today?
1: Mm -hmm. Because it's hard. It is hard. And I think we all are—we need to remember that we're all on our own journey. Um, So if you are one that wakes up and you find that you feel nothing but blessed because of the journey you're on, too, like, I'm really happy for you. You know, like, everybody is— Living their journey, and we need to support and honor all of that. So, absolutely. So, Diane. So, here we go. What?
0: What was the first thing that came to mind when I said, "What are you grateful for in this this journey?"
1: Hands down, I think. Like, I, I was just at another conference with you know twenty some women for Beauty Counter, and I think the question was, "What is your strength?" Hands down. I, the thing that I love is perspective. I think that, and in all honesty, my husband and I sometimes get in like a little bit arguments about it because he's like, just let me have my moment of frustration or whatever. But I always try to look at the other side because I just don't like to sit in that place of perpetual feeling, whether it's like, happiness, honestly, because I I like to be prepared for the unexpected and I like to pull myself back to reality or the state of frustration. I just think it gets me personally nowhere. So I think that this journey has given me perspective in a sense that I could have never gotten anywhere else. Um, perspective for other people's choices, perspective for other people's children, children's personalities, the hard. It just brings me back... Puts my feet back on the ground. So
0: Perspective for like things that I personally never knew about. Mm-hmm. There's so many isms in this world right now. And I know what they all mean. But I didn't know in my heart mm-hmm. what it all meant. Right. And I'm grateful that this journey has taught me hands-on what people with disabilities go through. Yeah, And... Obviously, Laurel, I passed at five, so I'm not going to get to experience what young adults or teenagers or adults go through, but it has opened my eyes to continue learning. Absolutely. What these human beings have to go through for, um, you know, mm-hmm. quality of life and things
1: like that, that just I'd never even thought about right. before my kids. I also think that perspective allows me, and I don't mean to come off as though I don't do these things, or I'm like self righteous or anything, but I feel like it has allowed me the opportunity um, because I know that I can never fully understand what somebody's going through. Mm-hmm. To just stop in that moment and be like, I don't understand this, and so instead of judging this person, this decision, this choice, I agree. I literally take four steps back, and I'm like, What is my job? Like. God wants me to love this person, period. even in our
0: Even in our special needs community. Yes. Like, I mean, even you and me. Yeah. Like, we have decisions that we make mm-hmm. as friends that, I mean, I can't think of one right now that you've made recently that I'm like, eh. But like, right. you know, like, I have to step back and go like, what is she going through that I mm-hmm. don't understand? Yes.
1: Yeah, we talked about that on our walk yesterday, just mm-hmm. that we are all going through stuff and it... it in my I'm such a visual person that in my head I literally stop in my tracks if I feel myself trying to judge somebody or starting to judge somebody. And I take four steps back and I'm like, love first, period. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm called to do is love them and sit in my uncomfortableness with whatever the situation is, whether it's their decision, their actions, and it just brings me back to like loving somebody. So I, I'm really grateful for the gift of I may not always understand, but perspective gives me the action to love.
0: And you didn't have that before this journey.
1: Um, I think that like, I've always appreciated perspective. Like it is something, you know, my girlfriends and I have had this conversation and they've said, yeah, you always bring perspective to the table, but not in the same sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I probably was more judgmental. Um, I didn't, I was quietly judgmental. It's not like I was belligerent in telling them what I thought about their decisions, but this has pushed me to take action yeah with that feeling it you know instead of so i think that is my probably my number one
0: going with we are grateful for the perspective that is given us the other thing that i speaking of perspective it is a quote that you say over and over and over again mm-hmm. together at the same time without blending the two and you know like i've talked about this on the show before like you said that for the first 10 episodes we did and it never like I understood it but I didn't Mm -hmm. understand it and then there was a day when it just clicked for me and that perspective I never had that before like Mm -hmm. I never realized that grief and hope or grief and happy, can sit next to each other at the same time. Did you
1: find that you always wanted to get out of? Yeah. Like, I always wanted, like, okay, get me through this. I, if I'm waking up today having a really bad day, I just want to get through the day. hmm That quote, and honestly, watching you go through a lot of what you've been going through in the last, even six months, mm-hmm. right? Because there were a lot more hard days than there probably were good days. The last days. six
0: months of her life were
1: really hard. Yeah. And then looking at this world and you know going back to the holland episode Mm -hmm. where we talked about like there is shit everywhere Mm -hmm. either in holland or france like literally
0: where the poem
1: was about yeah like you don't know it's everywhere and so like how are we walking together as humans like disabled community medical community or not even Mm -hmm. living in that everyone has hard stuff but on the opposite how do we wake up with our hard stuff and still find that joy well and even
0: with friends Mm -hmm. I have friends that have come to me and they've been like this is really hard right now and it's something like my kid had a reaction to I don't know a food or you know and it's to them it is huge and it is huge
1: it is huge
0: and they always feel bad coming to me to tell me about this and Maybe in the past, I would have thought like, oh, my problem is so much bigger than your problem. Like, don't even, like, don't even Mm -hmm. complain. But that's not how I feel anymore. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because the beauty that came out of this journey.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, there are some days where I roll my eyes and I'm like, oh, your kid didn't make the cheer squad. Well, my kid (laughs) couldn't stand up ever. Yeah, But I'm not normally like that. Yeah, And I think I learned that through this. Mm -hmm. Like, I probably one of the things I was grateful for on my list was my children or is my children in in general. Because without their disabilities, without their disease, they wouldn't be the people that they are or Mm -hmm. were. And I'm grateful for that because I never, um, I think it was Elena who said like, how do you pray for a Francesca? Yeah. I never would have prayed for, I would have prayed that, Life would have taught me these lessons, mm-hmm. but I never would have prayed to be like, Do it teach in a me way these a dis- lessons this way through and this child. was what I hate to say this was what I needed mm-hmm. because I don't think that any of us deserve this. our children do not deserve yes. this, but I'm grateful for the quirks that mm-hmm. this disease and this life gave to my kids. I'm
1: And I feel like depending on where you're at in the big bigger picture, I understand like as a world I I don't know if this I always say this I don't even know if it really makes sense, but as a worldly mother, we are not supposed to want to learn lessons from somebody else at the expense of them. But when given that opportunity, and I believe like my child specifically, God said this is this is your path, are you willing to do it? And she was in a heartbeat said, yeah, absolutely. I'll go, I'll go do this. I'll endure X, Y, Z to help, you know, for the greater good or getting Mm -hmm. us to heaven or whatever. What a gift to be able to given, like to be given and gifted these children that made that sacrifice where I don't know if I could have said I would. Yeah. You know? And so to see, and I also want,
0: like we said at the beginning, there are some people who are just not, mentally yes. at this point yet and
1: and you may quite never frankly be.
0: you may never be but it took me years to get mm-hmm. to the place where I was like I was always like this child is a gift thank you God for this child but it was like this child is a gift with a little like footnote
1: yes and I may be there if I experience very traumatic severe yep. medical issues mm-hmm. I mean I often think that so again just coming back to this is where we are at right now but I cannot say I only hope that you know i i think i said to you a while back like susan will you please say these things to me if i can't for myself if i ever get here and she's like yep that's what i'm here for you well, know and
0: that leads me to my next thing that i'm grateful for is the friendships that have come out of this journey i have a handful of friends who have been like my ride or dies from like <laughs> i'm going to age my i mean like i have one friend who is been my friend since first grade so we're looking at like 30 plus years Mm -hmm. i have other friends that have come along throughout life that have meant a lot but and i i love all of my friends but there's a weird weird isn't the right word there is a different unique connection with some of the people that i have met as a mom of disabled children Mm -hmm. or as a mom of children with a terminal disease the connection that I have with you or with other moms who face some of this stuff that <laughs> you and I, like praying together at four o'clock in the morning because our girls wouldn't sleep, mm-hmm. and like we'd send Bible verses back and forth, and like, you know I mean, like there's a weird bond because we both know how hard the nights are mm-hmm. and how hard the medical stuff is. and even even doctors that I've become friends with, and mm-hmm. I even the last two and a half years of my career were because I was the marketing director of a pediatric therapy company. Mm -hmm. And because of this journey, I was able to help them help other people. Mm -hmm. And the relationships and the friendships that have come from this, I would have never have met you.
1: No. And I think it was Georgette from a previous episode. She wrote us, and I'm not going to get exactly what she wrote correctly, but it's something along the lines of, like, we are all, like, this community is so beautifully woven together. Mm -hmm. And that really struck me, like, we've heard it a million times probably, but the friends that you met in the past that have always been friends, but they bring something to your life that is so unique and useful, whether it's when you're five, when you're 15, and then that almost changes, but it's still just as... Uh, meaningful as when you're raising a disabled child, or just the I mean, people are beautiful and this life is beautiful. And I think that we underestimate the power of um, people coming into our lives at specific times and how just beautifully arranged it all is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't believe this is by chance. Mm-hmm a lot of the times, you know, like whether you see somebody in the grocery store that hands you a bouquet of flowers and it says, do you look like you could need, you need flowers today? Or, you could or use whether some
0: you are at a Lauren Daigle concert and you see somebody that you saw at a conference across the country three weeks prior, yeah, like
1: that i never met in person,
0: but you built a connection and mm-hmm. like that connection was impactful. Like, I don't know. I'm just grateful for the little things, I guess, the yeah. big things that are little and the little things that are big.
1: I love that. I just made that up. You're so fancy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what else is on your list?
1: A huge one for me that I am terrible at. I live in the busy mode. Mm. Like, how are you? Oh my gosh, I'm just so busy. How are? You? And I hate it every time I say it. And I can't figure out if I'm making it up, or not making it up, but if I'm over-exaggerating it instead of really being present of like, oh, you know, I'm good, thanks for asking. And then I'm normally busy like everybody else. But something that God has really been challenging me, and I wish he would give me the skills instead of giving me opportunity to build the skills. That would be really nice. Um, but slowing down and being present. Like I watched, I just walked in your house today and saw Mike with a mask on, sitting on the couch with Benji, watching a movie. And I hate doing that. I hate spending hours and hours going from.
0: Watching Frozen.
1: Well, Sayla doesn't watch. She needs to be moving, but it's like every five minutes, a task is five minutes. I am terrible at that Mm -hmm. because I am sitting there with her trying to focus like, okay, let's do this. And then she gets antsy and I'm sitting around at not even like cleaning stuff, but being like, what else could I be doing? Oh, I could be getting this done or, oh, I need to do this or I didn't do that. I feel very at peace when I am present. And I feel that gift of just overall peace of, I am really just soaking in these moments with my child but I'm not good at it. Mm -hmm. So I do feel fortunate that I have been afforded the opportunity to be more present so I can see the difference and then work towards becoming slowing, you know, becoming more of a person that slows down Mm -hmm. and hoping to build honestly the skills that if Selah declines and has to be indoors or can't really do much that Mm -hmm. it's like, you're just going to sit here because you will want this back one day. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: I think that that's all very fair. And I think my my take on that same idea is as you're saying that I'm like I am grateful that Lorelai showed us what she showed us because now I can look at Benji and go he is stable right now Mm -hmm. like make the most of this because I do know what's coming and most of the time when I like think about what's coming it's with dread but this conversation has just kind of made me like think about the other side like I do know what's coming, so make the most of right now when mm-hmm. we can go and do camping trips easily and we do feel safe going more than an hour away from the children's hospital. Like,
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah. we like, used to do that a lot with Lorelai.
0: We did. And, I mean, she just declined so quickly, and it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible to watch your daughter decline to her death. But... If I'm going to try to find a positive silver lining with it, like I, although to be fair, Mito is a fickle little beast, and knowing Mito, it could be totally different for Benji. Right. But I can see what she went through, and I can. It gives me perspective to see where I'm at right now with him. Which he is a he is easy right now. Yeah. He's not easy to an outsider, but to what I have seen, yeah, what I'm well, doing you've seen
1: with the depths of. Dark. What? You've seen, like, what the depths of dark are. I thought you were, like... I thought you
0: said, have you seen The Depths of
1: Dark, like, like a movie, the movie? title? And like, I was like...
0: It sounds terrible. I know. It sounds like a Lifetime movie. Yeah, Somebody's husband gets murdered and uh, falls in love with a stepbrother or something. Um,
1: <laughs> but, yeah, you have seen what heart is, where it gives you more perspective, which mm-hmm. you probably... To try
0: seen. to, like, take that perspective and be mm-hmm. grateful for where I'm at right now.
1: Because she did say... And I, you all know this, but she said, "I wish I could have the four back, right. where I could just snuggle Lorelai." You know, like to me, I'm like, "Oh man, no!" But I understand. I absolutely. would cut off my left arm and my
0: right arm. I need one arm to like hold her, <laughs> snuggle her. You I could would do. A, you could do an arm and a leg, yeah. opposite sides of the body. Yeah. Would be. I yeah. I just I would give anything to have. A night of her screaming at me at 4am mm-hmm. And me going go the F to sleep child mm-hmm. Like I would give anything for that right now And um, you know like It makes you grateful for those really hard nights That you did have That you didn't think you could survive mm-hmm. I was not grateful when it was happening right? But now in hindsight I'm like I had all those nights awake with her That it was just quality time mm-hmm. Not quality time it was time with her. Yes. It was far from quality. So for those of you who are struggling <laughs> with this right now, it is it is hard and it is dark and it is like surviving each night. But mm-hmm. I'm but grateful for them now.
1: I do feel like that brings me to, I am so grateful for the sense of empathy, right? Because I am sitting here listening to you say, that was time with her. And all I can not all I can think about, but something that is really hard is the nights are so lonely. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, you're sitting here being like, or not saying, but if your kid died, you'd feel like this. Like, come on, appreciate the time. Like, you have empathy.
0: I'm not saying, like, the honest to God thought that just came through my head is, they're lonely now with your kid laying next to you screaming, but they are, I'm not sleeping. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm literally laying in her bed at night by myself now. They're Mm -hmm. even more lonely when she's gone. But, like, I don't know. Go ahead with your thoughts. But I just
1: do think that it, like, comes to how, and I think we've really spoken on this already, but just empathy. You Mm -hmm. know, like, walking next to somebody. Me walking next to you. Or
0: behind them or in front of them or wherever they need you.
1: If they need you coaching them,
0: if they need you pushing them, like, whatever...
1: And sometimes just like I know that sometimes just sitting next to somebody silent it's uncomfortable. I mean there are, We haven't done that yet this weekend. Should we just no, sit here I silently? Did it with Mike a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Mike doesn't talk to people. But I think you know I don't know. I I can't imagine I'm the only one, but there are times where I try to determine what is this going to feel like? What, you know, specifically speaking to you, like, how is her reaction going to be? How am I supposed to handle that? And stop. Like, I need to just say, stop. Mm-hmm. Like, it is your job maybe to be a little uncomfortable and just sit with her through this uncomfortableness and not try and determine how you're going to handle a certain situation, mm-hmm. you know? So the empathy that we can all give toward each other on mm-hmm. if it's we mm-hmm. think the their life circun- circumstance is minimal compared to ours or the reaction that they had to something You know, that we were maybe a little offended by, or whatever it might be, trying to put ourselves in their shoes to understand. Yeah. What you got Um, next?
0: I think I covered almost everything. The other thing that I wanted to mention that I was grateful for is um, the opportunities that this life path has given us as a family. For example, make a wish. You know, nobody wants. A wish kid. Nobody, because, you know, I think as a kid, it's so funny. I vividly remember sitting at Regal Cinemas and seeing commercials with like Jennifer Aniston and Robin Williams with wish kids or St. Jude or whatever it was. I never thought that they were lucky, but like when you see these kids mm-hmm. going to Disney World and having their dreams come true, it's always like that's so magical and mm-hmm. so awesome. But what I never thought about in these commercials is that these children are dying or mm-hmm. very, very medically complex.
1: My kids think my kids are like, Oh, that's not fair. I'm like,
0: Er hard stop. What? <laughs> and no one wants to have a
1: no one wants to be child in a child that
0: becomes a wish kid. Yes. And it was an emotional thing for us this past year to, like, become a wish family. Oh, well, we became a wish family a couple couple years ago within COVID. And to see Lorelai's wish come to fruition and to see what that meant to our community. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, Lorelai only was able to use her, her Fort Lorelai she shed for, like, two weeks before she died. But, you know, like, opportunities like that to, like, bring the community together mm-hmm. and to have your children receive something that most children do not receive but most families do not receive but I'm grateful for it because Mm -hmm. my kid deserved it she'd been through a lot Mm -hmm. and
1: And I honestly it was an opportunity for her to touch all those businesses and those mm -hmm. people that helped out like students
0: that helped mm -hmm. and the builders that helped like I mean it just she impacted even more people and and not just make a wish but like we work with smile and we work mm -hmm. with you there's know,
1: Hope Kids up in Minnesota. Hope Kids. It's a, so check Hope Kids out. It's in Minnesota. but it,
0: It's all over the country, I think. They're popping up in yeah, different places. There's slowly. probably like
1: seven states maybe it's in. So
0: Yeah. But things like that, it's just, it's... I'm grateful that there are people who said, this is something that needs to be done for this population. Yes. And that those people did something about it. And they made nonprofits, and they...
1: Yeah. We even went to the concert... We're at. There's something called Culture City with a K. And Lauren Dagle was like, I went to, I think it was New Zealand, Mm -hmm. and she said they accommodated. Um, people that were in hospital beds or disabled children or with, in, you know, invisible disabilities too, she's like, they would split the crowd to like roll a hospital bed up so people could come see concerts. And it's, she's like, it, it gave was, me
0: chills. Yeah.
1: She said it was beautiful. And so she was like, if anybody is here, go to the guest service check in and get um, a, a sensory, sensory bag. Yeah. And I was just like, that is incredible. For free. For free. Like, yep. yeah. It was just awesome. So I would agree with you that. Not only is it helping our kids, but I think it's building a lot of awareness of Mm -hmm. inclusion Mm -hmm. um, and acceptance for those people that have visible or invisible disabilities or medical needs, which Mm -hmm. is really, really cool. Okay. My last one is I am so thankful. Like, Susan and I have talked a lot about there are people there that flock to our kids, That just find them special right and we're talking about friendships and even with my typical kids like some people are friends with them some people are not and that's okay and same with you know Sayla and Lorelai and Benji there are some really really special people that just see them they want to know them and they get them and I can't always say that I was like that because I didn't understand I can't say that I had that innate sense of wanting to immerse myself in a disabled community I don't know, maybe it's personality, maybe it's because I wasn't around it as a child. I am so thankful for the gift of a child that communicates differently, um, physically looks different, um, has quirks about her that the rest of the world may find really uncomfortable um, because it has given me the opportunity to hopefully slow down and try to learn how to approach other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Seeing
1: how every—I mean, we all have different personalities—and then there kind of is a hard stop in our world of like, oh, but that one's a little too far out there. Mm-hmm. But like stopping and slowing down and saying, if I just spend time with this child and take a little bit of a chance, they're really, really cool and unique, um, or an adult even for that matter. Yeah. You know, like well,
0: and the people that you've watched do that towards your child. Mm-hmm. I mean, shout out to Miss Barb, who, like, stepped into your family's life. And no,
1: you cannot have her. I have
0: tried, Miss Barb. <laughs> I have tried, like, 15 times over the last 48 hours to steal you. I did hear you have a twin sister, so I would, I would opt to take her if she would move to Virginia to help me with Benji. That being said, but, like, Miss Barb, our nurse Jenny, like, the people who have stepped in and shown us how they have no reason to have to be in these children's lives Mm -mm. and they just love these children and it's shown me like how to like open my heart to other Mm -hmm. people that you know or the nurses in the ICU that went above and beyond to bring Lorelai temporary tattoos Mm -hmm. or you know like things like that that just my kid being nonverbal never stopped any of them from
1: right trying just because they didn't know what she wanted.
0: I have one more thing to add, and then we can probably wrap this one up. I am thankful that this journey has led us to this podcast because Mm -hmm. we have been able to touch so many people. And I wanted to read a message we got. I think it's okay to read. I won't Mm -hmm. say any names or anything.
1: I know, like, I'm more of a crier than you are. But before we wrap this up with this, have you, it wasn't until this journey that I cried tears of joy. Sadness, joy, all in unison of, Mm -hmm. like, immense, Mm -hmm. not pain, um, adversity. I don't know what the right word is. But, like, as you're crying because it's really hard, Mm -hmm. I'm in my mind being, like, but I'm so grateful.
0: I mean, like, not to keep bringing Lauren Daigle's concert back up. (laughs) But, like, I was crying tears of joy during Look Up Child
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because... Like, and this was before she magically dedicated the song to Lorelai, but I was just thinking about how many times that song brought us joy and how many times we would play it on our way in for brain surgery. Like, all the hard times that we had when we listened to that song, but all the good times that we had Mm -hmm. and, like... It was just such a powerful moment to be standing there having the person who wrote the song literally 10 feet from us, Mm -hmm. probably spraying COVID out of the trumpets. But (laughs) Um, it was a moment of happy and sad
1: tears. And I have realized that only adversity can help open my eyes to the immense gratitude that I have for this life, Mm -hmm. for my children, and for each circumstance. Mm -hmm. But it, it wasn't until... You went through these hard, hard times, I yeah. think. Okay.
0: So going back to this podcast, just I'm just so grateful. I am a, I'm a person who wants to help people. And when we started this journey with Lorelei, we took Mr. Feeney's advice of do good. Topanga says, don't you mean do well? And Feeney says, no, do good. And we are handed this dark and grim prognosis. And I said, no, we will do good with this. And this podcast is part of that for me. And we get messages often of, I love your podcast. It's helping me feel seen, but we got one recently that says, Susan and Diane, I am currently at work doing projects in my office while my sweet 18 month old son with blank. I'm not going to go into details is home with my husband fighting a serious infection. I listen to podcasts to distract my mind from missing him and discovered this one this morning at 8 a.m. I have been listening to it for hours as I work. I have gone to trauma therapists, read a million different books, found support groups, tried so many other resources, but listening to When Autumn Comes is the first time that I have felt completely understood and safe since my son was born. Thank you both and your guests who have shared their family stories on this podcast. I cannot wait to share it with other mamas in my rare disease community. This message came to us after I had been awake all night long crying because I found out I was losing my job. And how am I going to do this and this life and medical momhood and everything else? And how am I going to keep up? Like, should I focus more on the podcast? Should I do more? And this
1: message came through that morning. It was amazing. First of all, we want to thank her for giving us that message. But we also, I think, want to thank you guys because you open... Your story's up for the world to hear.
0: You, along with us, are teaching people about our children.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. I don't know if I've said this. I, I know I've said it to you before. And we've talked about anticipatory grief. From the beginning, I have white knuckled the idea of like, I don't, how do I get out of bed if I lose my kid? I'll ask my husband, and he's like, why do you go there? I'm like, I don't know, because. What if it happens, and how would I be a mom, and how would I continue? This podcast, I think the most blatant thing that comes out to me that settles down my fear is that of I am standing next to women that have gone through this, and they're doing it, and I can do it.
0: Well, and I mean, I know we're kind of thinking back to a bunch of different episodes, but like where I'm at right now, and I hope that people can feel this way who have listened and not just us who have interviewed but like I'm three months since Lorelai died and oftentimes I will hear Elizabeth's voice in my head Mm -hmm. when she said my husband looked at me and said your only job today is to not kill yourself Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I hear that I hear Elizabeth say that all the time and so I hope that our podcast has helped I mean it's helped me immensely mm-hmm. and our people's stories have helped immensely and I hope that I'm just grateful for this project me too I have, I'm, well, I'm have. i a blubbering crying person now and I'm not usually the <laughs> crier Diane hasn't cried yet
1: so um, well I'm thankful for the friendship of you I'm thankful for all the hard work you guys Susan is like the person behind the computer 24-7 Ugh. doing this I Ugh. I bring my good looks and my microphone <laughs> my teeth brushed just kidding Um, (laughs) they're not brushed (laughs) not really no we are just so immensely grateful for you this year has been wild yeah to say the least wild
0: thank you for supporting us for supporting me and my emotions and my grief and my pie
1: habit and um (laughs) and if you love this and we're not doing this for accolades but if you love this you guys share with your communities. We,
0: I mean, and this is going to go off on a tangent, and maybe we'll edit this out, but, like, we had some serious heart-to-hearts over this last couple of days about how, like, people strive to, like, make money with podcasts. And I'd be lying if I said, like, we didn't initially think, like, this is going really well. Like, could we make some money? Could we make this bigger? And and then Lorelei happened. And I think it just kind of refocused both of us that, like, This is our mission: is to just Mm -hmm. love on people, and we don't need to get bigger. Like if we get messages from like that mom, and I know we're making a difference, and we don't need to get bigger. People, we just want to help people feel Mm -hmm. not alone, and we want to help people understand,
1: and we want to make you feel like this is your community, like you are part of this, and it's not just you listening to us.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, we couldn't do this show without Mm-mm. all the moms. It's so good. And dad. We had one dad. Yeah. And other, other people who have helped. But and Lauren yeah. Daigle.
1: And Lauren Daigle.
0: <laughs> and apparently, I don't know about you, but I'm out of apple cider.
1: <laughs> I am too. You guys, cheers to Thanksgiving. Cheers. We Happy hope Thanksgiving, guys. you have the best time with your family. And thank you, thank you, thank
0: you. Oh, and this is Susan. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to have to go put some more cider and Jack Daniels in my cup.
1: And this is Diane, and I'm going to have Susan do that for me as well. Because we're in person. In person. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Thank you guys so much for spending, you know, 40-ish minutes with us today. Your love and support mean the world to us. If you would do us a favor and share this episode, share our podcast, like it on Facebook and Instagram and all those social pages, we are at When Autumn Comes Podcast. And yeah, we we just really love you and appreciate you. And we know you have so many ways that you could be spending your time, but you chose to spend 40 minutes now hiding in your bathroom away from your children, listening to us talk. Thank you for being here. Join us in the When Autumn Come Society on Facebook, and we'll catch you guys next week.